Welcome to Kingdom Mandate with Apostle Sidney Quay, head pastor of Shekinah Avenue. Now, let's listen to today's message. We wait for you. We have a scripture that is going to be on our hearts for the next six weeks, which I've been quoting for a while now. Amos chapter 9, verses 13. Yes, indeed, it won't be long now. God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast. Your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of the other. You won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once. Everywhere you look, blessing. You see that there's an exclamation mark at the blessings. It's not blessing, it is what? Blessings. No Messiah. Everywhere you look, you look at your account, there will be a blessing. You look at your job, there is a blessing. You look at your marriage, there is a blessing. You look at your career, there is a blessing. You look at your wife by your side, it is a blessing. You look at your husband lying by your side, it is a blessing. You look at your children, it is a blessing. You rise up in the morning, it is a blessing. You sit to eat at lunch, it is a blessing. At the evening, it is a blessing. When you decide to put down your head a little and rest, it is a blessing. And you get up at dawn, it is a blessing. (laughs) Even at twilight, it's a blessing. It's going to be like that in the year. I said, receive that word. I said, receive that word. So we are looking today at Christian Essentials Spiritual Warfare. I pray God that you will pay attention because I would open up the word of God and show you five operations or five principles or five dimensions of spiritual warfare and what guides all of them so that once you are informed, you can rightly position yourself when you are under attack to do the right thing. 2 Corinthians 2, 11. 1 John 4, Four. Can we read it together? It says what? Lest Satan should get an advantage of us. For we are not ignorant of his devices. First John 4, 4. Ye are of God little children and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world we have overcome because of what is where in us these things are very very important We have overcome because of the greater one that is where in us. Not because of the things we immediately what? Do. No. But because of the greater one that is in us. When you go to 1 John 5, 4 and 5, which I've been quoting for a long while, it teaches us that this is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? 
But he that believeth that Jesus Christ is the son of God. So you're believing that Jesus is the son of God. And his entrance into your heart. This you won't find anywhere. You will not find it in any belief system. That when you believe, something enters into you. It is not in any any other religion. It is only in the Christian faith. Where this one is taught. Because every other one will teach you how to overcome by doing things. But the faith teaches us that ye are of God, little ones. And ye have overcome. Because the greater one is in you. Having said this, I am going to read another text that I begin preaching. Second Corinthians 11 verses number 3. I want us to read it together. One, two, go. What does he say? But I fear. This is the apostle. He's saying that I have got what? I have got fear. I am greatly afraid. Lest by any means as the serpent what? Beguiled if through what? He deceived if through deception. Now, I want you to really pay attention. Now, Paul is giving us a summary of the fall of the first creation. And he tells you that it was because they were deceived by deception. Not because the devil had power. What does it imply? It implies that the person has stopped through the processes by which we sell a house. You see it, he knows you want reduction. So he reduces before you ask. And when you compare, we call deception. It's planned. It is planned. You will only realize it after you are duped. Because now you begin to see that, no, I, I, why did I give it to him? But he has played a card on you because he had thought through the process. We call it whilst deception beguiling. Because he knows that when you show up and you see him in the house and he is there with his left cross drinking coke, you believe that it is for who? It is for him. But drinking coke in the house doesn't mean it is yours. But that is how deception operates. And that is what the devil is doing. And Paul is saying that I fear. This is one of my fears. He fears that as the serpent deceive Eve. He will what? Not just deceive us. He explained the right word. He will corrupt our what? Our minds. Either than that it will be what? Corrupted. And what is the corruption? From what? The simplicity. The simplicity. The singleness. The bountifulness that is in Christ. That Christ is not enough. That you need to do other things aside what Christ has done. Your mind is corrupted. A lot of people have got complicated ways in spiritual ways. And spiritual warfare. For a while it will work. But after a while. The days of ignorance, God what? The battleground in spiritual warfare is your mind. I'm going to say it again. It is your mind. It starts in the realm of what? Your mind. There are a lot of myths about spiritual warfare. That's why I would take time to explain five operations in spiritual warfare. Then you understand and you apply it when it is right. The Bible said the devil is our adversary. is the accuser. He is the enemy of God. It is we are already in it. 
But a lot of people think they are waiting. You are always under attack. This is a constant enemy. A continual enemy. After tempting Jesus. And angels coming to minister to Jesus. The Bible made a very surprising statement. He said, and the devil left him for a while. The deception is so easy that maybe you won't even see that you have been deceived. I'm going to give you three case study of practicals in the Bible. One, Judas. Two, Peter. Three, Ananias and Sapphira. John 13, two. He says, and supper being ended. Devil what? Oh, let me hear your voice a little. The devil what? The devil having now what? Put into the heart of who? Judas. Iscariot. Simon's son to what? It was what? Put there by the devil. Case study number one. Case study number one. This is a man who has been with Jesus, sat with Jesus, ate with Jesus. I mean, the, he put it there whilst Jesus was with the guy eating supper. Jesus is seated at table with the guy and it has already been put in his heart. And Satan had put it there. <laughs> How did this thing get there? Check your Bible. It starts with little, little things. Somebody came and honored Jesus, poured frankincense, poured it beautiful alabaster box, fragrant oil, wiped the feet of Jesus. Then Judas immediately said, What a waste! It would have been better if we had sold it and given it to the poor. You know, a lot of people on air and things talking about churches and money i can i can assure you majority 80 percent of them the devil has put something in their heart they don't give to church one two they don't support any church three they are not our partners but they say all these things some of them are not even believers just with your wife then you just look at her then you feel like going to another woman something has been placed in your heart study number two peter is also with jesus christ he received a revelation. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the Living God. Jesus, the flesh and blood, did not reveal this to you. But my Father, which is in heaven, He revealed this to you. Then the next instance, Jesus began to talk to them about how He must suffer, be arrested, punished, and die, and rise from the dead. Then Peter took Him, He took Him, He said, Come. Don't be talking like that. This thing, shall not happen to you. Is it not a good prophecy? Is it not a very good prophecy? This thing shall not happen to you. Then Jesus looked at him. Then he said, get thee behind me, Satan. After rebuking that, then he said, Peter, your mind is not on the things of God. Your mind is on things that concern men. You are thinking about position. There are a lot of people because of their career, their experiences, something has entered into their heart. And the Bible said, blessed are they that are not offended in me. If you allow sickness, trouble, trial, persecution to offend you, something is already entering in. Case study number three. Ananias and Sapphira, Acts chapter number five. Verses number three. Can we read it together? I want to wrap up. He says, but Peter what? Said, Ananias, why have Satan Feel thy heart to lie. This is a believer. This one. A believer. Together with the wife. How did Satan fill their heart? A simple thing. 
just about selling property. Barnabas has sold his property, his land, brought the money. The apostles were sharing it. Ananias also wanted to sell his own. When he sold it, then he brought part and told Peter. He said, Peter, that is all. Then Peter said, when you sold it, was it not yours? The money that you had, was it not yours? So why then did you present it? Presenting part and telling us it's a whole. Because Satan had filled your heart. See, little, little things. Little, little, little things. It causes the enemy to have advantage over us. That's what Paul was saying. Paul said, we are not ignorant of his devices. What was he talking about? Unforgiveness. Not the devices you are thinking about. That there is a super machine gun in the atmosphere. And there is a laser radar on your head. That money tests you everywhere. It can be real in the spirit. But what Paul is talking about devices. He's talking about unforgiveness. He said that I have forgiven the guy. You also, people have lost their children because of unforgiveness in their marital homes. Children have gone wayward because of some of these devices. And I encourage every married man here. Don't be unfaithful. Don't look at a woman to last after twice. Never make your bed divine. Vow in your heart and make a covenant with your eye. If you are a woman, submit. Don't let the devil use you because he's looking for an advantage. Don't talk anyhow. Don't complain anyhow. Don't mama anyhow. The Bible says rejoice in all things. When you mama and you complain, you neutralize the effect of God in your life. Because your tongue is what the devil is after. Once he gets your tongue, you have handed over power to him. He will use your tongue against yourself. And you will think it is somebody. Having said this, I want to push it. Five operations of spiritual warfare. The first one is in Corinthians. For though we walk in the flesh, we do know what? War after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but mighty through God. To what? The pulling down of what? Strongholds. What are the strongholds? He continues. Can we take it? What are the strongholds? Casting down what? Imagination. Any image that does not agree with what the word of God has said. This is what we call pulling down. It is not the walls in your family. Images and thoughts that arise in your mind. This is the first level of pulling down. Pulling down. Stronghold. There is an image in your family. Nobody crosses 45. You need to pull it down. It is not about the demon responsible. It is about the imagination. If you have that image, you will fall. No matter who you are. If you think everybody dies young in my family, everybody is barren in the family, once that image is created, you have empowered the devil. That is why you learn to pull it down. How? By bringing every thought to the obedience of Christ. This is first operation. And this one, Nobody can do it for you. This one. You are supposed to do it yourself. This is the first level. I will jump to the second. Pulling down. You are living in a world that is a program in a particular way. You enter into an institution and you realize that in that institution there is a pattern. There is an image. There is a way things go. You must pull it down. So that you don't think like that. You don't expect 
the way they expect. You are not programmed to function the way they function. You function by the word of God. This is the first one. No matter the house you come from, the family you come from, how strong they are, you must work at this one. You must do it personally. I declare over your life that starting today, every stronghold, any thought in your mind concerning your future, by the grace of God and by the mercy of God, may you have the renewal of mind. You will not die young. You will not die barren. You will not die premature. You will live and fulfill your assignment. Can I hear a better amen? I prophesy over your life that it does not matter what is in your home. Any image associated, it is down today. You rise, you are promoted, you are lifted up, you are blessed, you are expanded. I said receive it. I said receive it. I said receive it. The second one is waging a, a good warfare. This one, I have to explain it faster. This one, this one is not about devils. Please, I want you to pay attention. This one has got to do with the affairs of life. The things you face in life. The surprises that life throws at us. This is not a bodily writing. This one is an epistle to a person. We call it a pastoral epistle. Not for church. It is for Timothy. Paul is talking to Timothy. Not the church. You can take the advice. So it's a personal thing. He's telling him, Timothy... I left you in Ephesus. The church is big. You are a young man. There, there is the likelihood that people will intimidate you. So he said, let no man. Let no man despise your youth. No. Hands were laid on you. Prophecy was spoken over you. Therefore, by these prophecies, wage a good warfare. The tool for this warfare. Some of the things you face in life. From barrenness to losses to job issues, this is the way to deal with it. Go for the prophecy over your head and wage a good warfare. You declare the prophecy of scripture, it is written, He has got an expected end for me. You take it and you look at the way things are going and you command them to correct. We call it waging. A good warfare. It is not about devils yet. We have not gotten there yet. Number three. Standing and what? We standing. This has got to do with principalities and powers. You learn how to stand. Your fighting is in standing. I am going to say it again. If you can get this one right. Me as your pastor. I know. That a lot of the challenges you face. You will be free. You can be in the midst of hell and still confident if you know some of these things. If you don't know some of these things, unduly, unduly, you will be afflicted and you will be consciously anxious, always afraid because you have not learned some of these simple things. Standing has got to do with two things. So Sydney Quay will be right back. Follow us on all our social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Skype, YouTube at Shekinah Avenue.
message continues. Knowledge, meditating on God's word, and allowing the Holy Spirit to pray. Or you praying in the spirit at all times with all kinds of prayers. This is Ephesians 6, 10, 12, and 18. A lot of people are more focused on the principalities, their rank. The Bible never instructed you. Never. It never instructed you to go and search for ranks. It showed you what to do to principalities and powers. Put on your armor. Their rank is irrespective if your armor is on. Their highest strength cannot stand the armor. Once it is on, but what has the church done? We are busily focusing on the rank. That somebody comes for deliverance and they can even tell you that as for the spirit that is worrying me, it is a high rank. There was one time somebody walked here with an issue and I was not around. I wanted prophet glory to pray for the person. The person said, apostle, this one, I, I, I need you. Because this demon is higher. This demon, <laughs> it is higher. When you think like that, your mind is corrupted. The Bible said, having led captivity, what? Captive. The Bible said, having destroyed the devil. In this Bible, you pick that. Our victory, we are not the ones who fought the devil. It is Christ that fought the devil. And it is Christ that defeated the devil. And he has given us liberty to enjoy the victory that he won by taking a stand. That when you see things that are not, they are contrary to what the word has said. You call them, you say, no, I stand on the word and I declare that this shall not be this. This is this. When you do that, maybe you are sick. Maybe you are broke. Maybe you are tied down. Maybe you are frustrated. You take the word and you stand on it. No weapon from the case we shall prosper. So I look at this in the face and I declare to it that it shall not prosper in my body. This is my body. This is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And I declare I am healed today. I am healed tomorrow. And I am healed in the future. I receive it now. You are standing. Putting in the armor is not dressing up by saying I take the truth. I have taught here extensively. I take the truth. I put on the helmet. I take the sword. I wear the shoes. You can add the name of Jesus to it. It won't work. I take the sword. In the name of Jesus Christ. I pick the sword. Please, it doesn't work like that. Bible teaches that our tongue is a sword. It's about your tongue. And what you put on your tongue. And what you speak. Rightly dividing the word of truth. You see the things I'm teaching? If I said... Now, as I'm talking to you, there are spirits with head of snakes, bodies of men, tails of dragon, claws of eagle. These are in the realm of the principalities. People get more. Hmm. When I got born again, the Lord took me to the second heavens to show me the power that was over my house. It was a serpent. So big. So big. I saw the body moving. I stood in the dream. I stood one hour. I didn't see the head. I didn't see the tail. I watched. As I then, Anaconda, the movie has not come. <laughs> I watched. 
After one week, I was taken again. This time I saw the tail. Then the third time, I saw the head. Then the angel of the Lord told me, this is the principality over your home. Then guess what in the dream? In the dream, I froze. Then this power took all the things in my body. I was dying literally. Then I heard, God told me, there is another life in you. Don't focus on what you are seeing. There is another life. And I began to speak in tongues in the dream. Guess what? The sword of the spirit, the word of God that I spoke, showed up, cut off the head, the middle, the tail of the serpent. When I rose up, then the Lord told me now, he said now, go to your university and go for free. Open the doors for your sisters. Because I have given you authority by your understanding of my word. I am going to say it again. The word of God on your lips, that is the sword of the spirit. When you learn it, that is how these principalities are silenced. You learn how, like Joshua, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Thou shalt meditate on it day and night. Continually talk it. Talk it when you sit down. Talk it when you rise up. Talk it when you walk. Because that is the sword at the class starting today. That by the grace of God, the word on your lips is God's sword for work. And you shouted a better amen. I declare over your life anything contrary to your assignment, be it a principality, be it a power, be it a ruling darkness, by the words of your mouth, they are silenced and they are brought down. What do you say to that? Be established in your righteousness. You are the righteousness of God. You have been born again by the truth of God. I declare over your life that by the word of God, every prince and every power, they have already been disarmed. Four. It's just like three. But that one fighting the what? The good fight of it. I want to end at five. Five is where I really want to be declaring things because that is that has got to do with our authority. But this one teaches you your fight is the fight of faith. If there is something you should never, never lose, it says contend for the faith. The faith is so precious that it is a fight. And the faith around your eternal life. The day you lose track that you have eternal life, you are in big trouble. It is where your health is. It is where your strength is. It is where your wisdom is. But a lot of believers, they are fighting in their own strength. They have stopped the fight of faith and they are fighting self, their own self. They are fighting bosses. They are fighting friends. They are fighting family. They are fighting spouses. Girlfriends, fiancés, they are fighting that. And they have left the real warfare down. It is about your faith. The Bible said, resist the devil. Resist him in what? He said, when he come, resist him. Submit unto God. Resist the devil. And he will what? And he will flee. Then Peter teaches us, whom resisted fast in the faith. First Peter 5, 8 and 9. You resisted fast in the faith. A lot of people don't work on their faith. Ask your brother, ask the person, have you ever sat down to learn about faith like a whole year? That's your project. Ask, ask the person, have you sat to learn righteousness a whole year? Six months. You read that you want to know this and nothing else. People don't do it. What they hear in church, that's all. But when you live like that, a part-time Christian 
fighting a full-time devil. You won't commit to learning. These four, these four I have said, if there is anything, fight your body and sit down and learn about faith. Fight your body and pray the prayer of faith. Learn everything that has gone. If you don't do that, things will take you by surprise. Because you are not steadfastly resisting him in the faith. You can resist him in your emotions. You can resist him in because you don't like a thing. Like a lot of people, they are just like, I will never be poor. I will never be poor. I will never be poor. Ask them, what is the basis of I will never be poor? Ask somebody and find out what they will say. Just that they don't like poverty. And they think it is not good. That is not just enough. A reason for God to move. You must understand that riches is a part of the covenant. Blessing is part of the covenant. So you're saying that and you are resisting poverty is based and founded on what? On the word. The silver is mine. The gold is mine. The cattle on the hill. You, 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 are, you are steadfastly standing. Some will say, I shall not die. I shall live. Declare the works of God. What are the works of God? Have you sat down to pay attention to them? See, as your pastor, see the things I'm teaching you? When I'm done, take the message. Listen to it over and over. Mark 3, 27. No man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods. Except he will first bind the what? The strong man. And then he will spoil his what? Keep this in your spirit. Next one, look. 21, 20. And pay attention to what he said. You will see some changes. When a strong man armed. This strong man is what? Armed. The first one you were told, just a strong man. Luke is telling you that this strong man is what? Is armed. And he is what? Keeping his palace. His goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he shall come upon him and overcome him, what does he take from him? He take it from him what? I, I like what I heard. All is what? Listen. Jesus has taken all the armor. You see, until you learn these things. This one is not talking about you. This one, and including Matthew 12, 29, is talking about Jesus, the stronger one. So this one has been done. Jesus to bind means to limit. A thing in such a way that it cannot operate. It becomes harmless and powerless. That's what it means to bind. Having said this, this is the responsibility of Jesus Christ. This one. It is not your responsibility. The Bible teaches in Revelation that in the last days, the devil shall be what? He shall now be bound and be cast. But now I'm going to push it to what is your responsibility now. 
Jesus now explains what your responsibility is. That is in Matthew 16. There is loosing and binding. What Jesus did is what he did to the devil. But he has given the believer the audacity. The authority. Then Jesus answered him. Blessed. Happy. Fortunate. And to be envied. Are you Simon Barjona? For flesh and blood. Have not revealed this to you. But my father. Who is in heaven. And I tell you. You are Peter. Greek. Petros. A large piece of rock. And on this rock. Greek. Petra. A huge rock like Gibraltar. I will build my church and the gates of Hades, the powers of the eternal region, shall not overpower it or be strong to its detriment or hold out against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind declare to be improper and unlawful this Jesus will not do this this is when you get born again and you receive that Jesus is the son of God the living one and the Christ and you accept him you receive this key this key of knowledge you receive it and whatever you bind you declare improper unlawful on earth must be what is already bound in heaven now pay attention God is not responsible for the binding and loosing on the earth no he has already bound in the heaven and it is our joy on earth to cooperate with what has been bound in heaven and declare it so on earth For thine is the kingdom. Thine is the power. Thine is the glory. It is your responsibility. Your daughter is dying. Declare it unlawful. Your business is going down. Declare it unlawful. Your children are facing things that you can't explain. Declare it unlawful. They sat down and looked. And James was killed. Then they went to Peter. Now, they declared this one improper and unlawful if you sit the devil will steal from you and after that he will resell the property to you he will steal and he will resell and after you buy it you realize you bought the wrong product so he stole from you the original took money from you for the fake it is not God's responsibility Within the next 10 minutes, you are going to declare some things unlawful. God won't declare it. Look around your family. Look around your business. Look around your marriage. You are saying there's no promotion. Meanwhile, somebody got promoted yesterday. You are saying people are not buying things. Yesterday, somebody's shop was emptied. Continue saying they are not buying things. And God in heaven will say, he said, they are not buying this. You are waiting for government to give you a contract. Be there. Another man with political connection will take it whilst you are the one who was first on the tender. Lose it so that it comes to you. 
It is your responsibility. You are waiting for the doctor to tell you you are fine. You are waiting for the doctor to tell you that you are fine. And that everything is okay. Before you believe that it is okay. You will wait for a very long time. Begin declaring yourself fine. Is it God's responsibility to ensure that there are promotions in your job? It is not his responsibility. As far as he is concerned, he has already bound it in heaven. Because the Bible says, I want to teach you something. The Bible says, forever, O Lord, your word is settled where? Why did he say F? His word is settled in heaven. You. You must cause it to be settled here. And now, I'm going to tell you who you are. You are, and your name, Jude. Kwame. Let's read it together, which I will put together my church. A church so expansive with energy that not even the gates of hell will be able to keep it out. And that's not all. You have complete and free access to God's kingdom. Keys to open and and every door. No more barriers between heaven and earth, earth and heaven, a yes and no on. Pay attention. This is why we are starting our prayer. He didn't say a yes on earth, a yes in the, a, a yes on heaven in heaven, a yes on earth. No, it starts by saying a yes on earth, a yes in heaven, and no on earth, and no in heaven. Do you have a yes for something? And do you have a no for something? Now, lose specific things. Don't lose things you have done losing of favor, grace, mercy. Now, target specific things. Have something in your mind. Things that are specific about your job. Specific about your house. Specific about your home. Specific about your ministry. Your business. Don't do vague things now. Lose them. Maybe it's an amount of money. Lose it. Maybe it is a particular contract. Lose specific things. Things that when they show up, you can say, I lost it on this day. I am begging you in the name of the Lord. The angel of the Lord is here. Make sure you are losing it. Every hand stretch and lose something. I beg you in the name of the Lord. Whether listening to us on earth or you are here. Stretch your hand over your world and wherever you are. Lose it. It is your responsibility. Heaven will not do it for you. I beg you in the name of the Lord. Release it. Lose it. Command it to show up at your door in your home. I beg you in the name of Jesus. Please lose it now. Oh, Ratagasa. Lose your brother. Lose it. It is happening now. Glory to God. Glory to God. See it from the altar. It is flowing from the altar. In the spirit of you. 
We are before the throne of grace. Lose it. Is it about your children? Is it about your baby? Is it about your home? Is it about your calling? Stretch your hand and lose it. Release it. Maybe it is about your children. Mention their name. Stretch your hand towards the altar as I stand with you on this December day. Father, I declare we came here and you're spoken your word. I stand together with your and I declare we exercise our responsibility. We bind the evil from our territory. We bind wickedness from our territory. We rebuke wickedness in our neighborhood. We declare that it is bound. In the name of Jesus, we declare it unlawful, not permitted, illegal. We bind the evil man. We bind weapons. We bind and declare their enterprise, their lives will not stand. Now I lose into your home. I lose into your jobs. I lose it into your marriages. The glory and the favor of God. Promotions and exhortations and additions. Multiplications. Hey, I lose it into your homes. I declare over your 2020 and beyond. I lose the favors of God. I lose spiritual blessings. I declare material blessings. I declare financial blessings. Into your home. It is loose and release. I lose good men. I release good men. I release good things. I release good spirit. I release it into your home. Something is happening in the spirit. You will receive things you don't know how they came. But they came. They came because today. You lose something to come. Jesus said, Lose the donkey, untie the donkey, and bring the donkey to me. Power to lose. I declare over your life, money is loose, favors are loose, Amen. spiritual lives Amen. are loose. Amen. Hey, I said, Receive it. I have it. I said, Receive it. I have it. You make my life feel brand new. Say you're amazing. You make my life, you make my life feel brand new. Jesus, you love me too much. Jesus, you love me too much. Macho, too much excess love. Oh, yeah. Jesus, you love me too much. Oh, too much, too much excess love. Oh, yeah. Thank you for tuning in to Kingdom Mandate. With Apostle Sidney Quay, Head Pastor of Shekinah Avenue. For prayer and counseling, please call 0200-999-852. Join us for our Sunday services from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Locate us at Shekinah Avenue Auditorium, opposite the Washing Bay, Saika, Obodo, East Lagon. Until the Apostle comes your way again, remain blessed.